Hello, and welcome back to my book podcast. This is episode two, and this week, I will be talking about some character development, as well as important things that happen in the plot that I would like to highlight. Starting from where I left off in the first episode of the book, Offred walks past a thing called the Wall, and the Wall is where they hang men who have committed crimes. For example, one of the men that were on the Wall was a man that performed abortions in the past before their society was the way that it is now. The wall didn't have much relevance to anything happening in the book at the time, but it was an important factor for Offred, as she continuously talked about it for three pages. Offred has many flashbacks throughout the book, going back to various different points in her life, and we learn that she had and still could potentially have a daughter who she misses and thinks about a lot. She still has a very big connection with her former love interest, Luke, and she goes on in many different parts of the book about how she misses his touch and having him beside her. We also learn that she used to be married to him, and before they were married, he used to have an ex-wife, but him and Alfred had an affair and caused him to divorce his wife and get with Alfred. We also learned that Alfred used to be a college student and had a roommate named Moira who is a very independent character, and she stands up against authority. And that later gets her in trouble as she tries to fake being sick, which ends up getting her taken to the science lab, where her feet were beaten by cables. I think Moira is going to play a big role in my main focus of the book, which is women strive for independence. And at one point, she tried convincing Offred to run away with her from Gilead, which is where the story story takes place. We get to hear a lot more from Aunt Lydia in this reading, too. She isn't actually Alfred's aunt, it's just her job title. And right now I'm going to assume that aunt's purposes are to teach the handmaids. And they're very misogynistic in their teaching. Aunt Lydia reminds me of how many how many people have viewed women through history as a caretaker for the man and as well as being only good for childbirth. At one point in the book, Alfred had to go to the doctors for a very descriptive checkup. And we learn here that if women don't have children, they die. It's actually implied that they're killed, actually. The doctor offers help with Alfred on the situation, but she denies his services. We don't know the reasoning behind it, but I think it's because she's scared to take risks. He even says that many other women do it, but she still says no. We learn one of the main, if not the only, roles that a handmaid plays in the household. The process starts out with everyone in the house. The commander, Serena Joy, who's the commander's wife, Nick, Rita, Cora, and Alfred. They go into the sitting room, the commander reads some scripture from the Bible, and they close it out in prayer. After that, they move on to the ceremony. This only includes the commander, his wife, and Alfred. They go into the bedroom of the commander's wife, and the commander and Alfred attempt to procreate with the commander's wife on standby. After the commander finishes, Serena and Alfred are in the room alone together. We see here, as well as in many other parts of the book, that Serena does not like Alfred and actually loathes her. We don't know why she doesn't like Offred yet, but I'm sure we'll find out later. Throughout this portion of the book that I read, Offred examines things very thoroughly and she pays very close attention to detail. She found engravings on the cupboard in her room that an old handmaid left. It's illegal to do anything like that and she feels a special connection with the previous maid because she left an engraving. Later, Offred sneaks out of her room after she was supposed to be asleep and it's illegal to do that, but she did it anyway. She was looking for something she could leave for the future handmaid that's going to be staying in her room. 
She went to look in the sitting room for something to steal and was caught by Nick while she was sneaking. He didn't report her or anything, he actually went to the sitting room to find her. He ends up kissing her, which is very illegal as well, and they both want to do more than just kiss, but fear of what could happen to them stops them. I see this as the beginning of Alfred rebelling against authority. She has thoughts like these about- she's had thoughts about these like men before. she's had thoughts like these about men before, but not as intense as the ones with Nick. Also, Nick is a recurring character with Alfred, so I think something might actually happen later in the book between them. And that pretty much wraps up what I got from reading. I'm gonna leave you with some food for thought, though. Do you think that Nick is actually a good guy who wants some love, or do you think he might be an I, which is basically someone undercover for the commander, I'm assuming. We aren't told who exactly is in charge of the eyes. But... Early off in the book, Alfred had some suspicion about Nick and thought he was trying to flirt to see if she would, and then potentially get in trouble for d- potentially get offered in trouble for flirting. But it isn't confirmed he's an I. It was just interesting to me that Alfred made a little comment about Nick in the beginning. Anyway, thanks for listening. See you in two weeks.